You're listening to How They Did It and Why, where we learn from the experiences of others. So today, I was actually doing some random research again on COVID, and I was somewhere in really, really deep, and I happened to come across um, some information on HeLa cells, and it reminded me of the amazing story of HeLa cells and the extraordinary woman actually behind HeLa cells. And I got to thinking, how many people actually know why HeLa cells are called HeLa cells, what HeLa cells are, who this woman Henrietta Lacks was, and um, all of that, that whole story. Um, so I said, let me go ahead and just put some information out there on this, just for those who are interested. As you know me, I'm kind of one of those persons who um, I kind of wish that I had kind of pursued my undergrad stuff in uh, like biology and stuff a little bit more because turns out it's something that I'm actually really interested in. But I am a layman. I am not a scientist or a doctor. So I just kind of have fun just randomly like researching things for no apparent reason whatsoever. But yeah. So anyway, so first, let me kind of again introduce you to that name, Henrietta Lacks. And to do that, I'm just going to kind of share first with you an article about who she was. And the HeLa cells actually come from her. So basically what happened was, um, and if some of you may have seen the movie, but doctors stole her cells. Henrietta Lacks was an accident, accidental pioneer of modern day medicine. Her cells are saving lives today, even though she died in 1951. Lacks was a 31 year old mother of five when she was diagnosed with cervical cancer just months before her death. Doctors at Johns Hopkins Hospital in Baltimore sliced pieces of tissue from her cancerous tumor without her consent, in effect, stealing them. It was another instance of decades of medical apartheid and clinical practices that discriminated against Blacks. So her cells, known among scientists as HeLa, were used in, in that they could rapidly reproduce and stay alive long enough to undergo multiple tests. So that's really the key is because her particular cells stay along basically it, to what it seems like today indefinitely, this has given scientists the ability to do so many studies and develop medicines and vaccines off of these cells. So it's absolutely incredible. It's like mind blowing that these cells that, you know, ended up actually killing this woman are in another way sailing, saving lives. It's just incredible. Stills stay alive long enough to undergo multiple tests, and they're now worth billions of dollars, and they live in laboratories across the world. They place an important part in developing the polio vaccine, cloning, gene mapping, and especially the vitro fertilization. The HeLa cell line has been used to develop drugs for treating herpes, leukemia, influenza, and Parkinson's disease. They have been influential in the study of cancer, lactose digestion, sexually transmitted diseases, and appendicitis. 
Lack story is an example of the often problematic intersection of ethics, race, and medicine, a link to a dark history of exploitation and experimentation on African-Americans that ranges, of course, from the Tuskegee syphilis study in the 19th century and um, doctors experimenting with gynecological treatments even um, as early as the slave era without um, anesthesia. So that's kind of, you know, in a jits what happened and how um, the cells are now used for this scientific research. But I wanted to share a little bit more about her as a person. So this is on johnshopkinsmedical.org. I thought that, hey, since they basically stole her cells back in the day, it's nice that they now honor her on their actual website. And this, you know, her page has a permanent place there. And, you know, they give like her whole kind of rundown. So basically, in 1951, she's a young mother of five, and she visited the hospital complaining of vaginal bleeding, and then they examined her, and it was actually um, a renowned gynecologist, Mr. Uh, Dr. Howard Jones. He, you know, discovered the large tumor on her cer cervix, and, um, you know, that was actually one of the few hospitals at the time, John Hopkins, that would even treat Black Americans. So that was that was something interesting as well. So as in, as the records show, Miss Lax began to undergo radium treatments uh, for her cervical cancer. And if you don't know what radium is, another woman in history invented or kind of founded or built upon some research that led to radium. And if you go through my podcast or my YouTube, you can find out who she is. And I'm not going to tell you who she is because I really hope that you will actually go through and take a look and learn about her as well. So um, the best medical treatment that was uh, available this time for this terrible disease that, you know, there really wasn't any. So samples of her cells um, retrieved during a biopsy were sent to Dr. George Gay's nearby tissue lab. For years, Dr. Gay, a prominent cancer and virus researcher, had been collecting cells from all patients who came to the Johns Hopkins Center with cervical, cervical cancer. But each sample quickly died in Gray's lab. That was a problem. That's why his research kept being halted because the cells, these cancer cells didn't even last long enough for him to get the information that he needed. But what he would soon discover was that Miss Lack cells were unlike any others he had ever seen. Where other cells would die, Miss Lack cells doubled every 20 to 24 hours. Today, these incredible cells named HeLa cells from the first two letters of her first and last names are used to study the effects of toxins, drugs, hormones, viruses, and the growth of cancers without experimenting on humans. They have been used to test the effects of radiations and poisons to study the human genome, to learn about how viruses work, and played a crucial role in the development of the polio vaccine. So again, as, although she, you know, died in 1951, her cells are still living and are impacting the world today. So just incredible. Now, just a random side note that I want to put in here. One thing that I want to draw your attention on is this um, Dr. Gay. He was a virus and cancer researcher. And just if you ever have time, do some research between 
research on, excuse me, the links between viruses and cancer, it could give you some very insightful information and help you to understand um, the way our bodies work and how viruses and, and getting multiple viruses and all of that can actually impact our long-term health. So definitely if you have time, you know, and are interested in that, do some research on it. You will get lost in the research and yeah, but it's very informative. It's really unfortunate because, you know, her family was never compensated up um, for all of her, you know, the cells that they took and, you know, the, millions and billions of money that people made off of her cells. The family wasn't even aware. They kind of stumbled upon it by accident, I believe. There is a movie about her whole life. I will share that um, link to the movie in the description. And from what I um, kind of kind of saw some reviews on it. They kind of keep it pretty close to what actually happened. We know Hollywood sometimes takes liberties there, but maybe what I'll do in another episode is actually watch the movie. I remember watching it as like a kid, like for a school project and I can't remember everything, but I want to revisit that movie and I will review it and share it with you when I do. So definitely stay tuned for that. Um, so yeah, but anyway, what happens is that, you know, the family, once they are made aware of what happened, they did end up suing and, you know, getting some compensation, but even till today is really not what they, you know, should really fully receive and everything. So, and, um, you know, her descendants of those five beautiful children of hers who unfortunately had to be raised, you know, at that point without a mother are still advocating for her today. So definitely they have set up a foundation for her as well and all these other things. So definitely check that out. So um, the next thing that I, I wanted to share um, is it's like, okay, what made her cells so special, right? So basically what makes her cells so special and so um, important for all the scientific and medical advances that we have today is that the sheer ability for her cells to actually survive and reproduce. They call them immortal cells. And, um, you know, that's really the key to that. So just a little bit more on the HeLa cells, though, is... Um, HeLa cells are immortal, meaning they will divide again and again. This performance can be explained by the expression of an overactive telomase, I hope I'm saying that correctly, that rebuilds telomeres after each division, preventing cellular aging and cellular census. Census? And allowing perpetual divisions of the cells. So that is what makes her cells so key um, to research. Um, so why did these cells not die again? So they just have this ability. So basically, you know, what they are saying is that, you know, some people in rare, rare cases have these cells. It is a very, very rare find. And like I read, it, this, researcher just happened to stumble upon it. Um, some other papers that I read about Henrietta said the reason that she may have possessed these particular uh, cells that were so extraordinary 
are due to her um, biological makeup and her racial makeup. So as you know, or may not know, Black Americans are actually the most um, racially diverse people. And um, she was a Black American of a mixed, um, very mixed race background. And so they are finding that sometimes these are a lot of times the cases where they find um, these types of cells. They can exist in other people, of course, but they're always a rare find, but they have found um, more cells since then in other people. But again, it's only when they stumble upon it. So now they have also um, recreated some of her cells through like a synthetic process. And, um, but they do still have the original ones and those are still replicating. So there's an abundance and yeah, it's just absolutely incredible. Based on the phrasing of the description, not all cancer cells can be immortalized um, and not immortalized cells are cancerous. Immortalized cells are those that bypass the normal aging process and are no longer subject to the census as cells reach the Hayflick limit. So the Hayflick limit is a whole nother thing that I could go off on a tangent on, but as you know, I kind of talk way too much and I don't want to go far off topic, but I would encourage you to research the Hayflick limit and see where it leads you because it's absolutely incredible. So for me, um, just the fact that her cells are like still living and have this immortal property to them, it just kind of like broadens um, my appreciation for other things in my personal belief system. And yeah, it was encouraging for me to see. So I hope that you find it encouraging too. So even today, like I mentioned, the HeLa cells are actually um, being used to kind of help develop some of the COVID vaccines and everything that are going on presently. So basically what is happening as far as that goes so I stumbled upon this information um, on the Harvard Graduate School of Sciences website. And I completely forgot to mention is when I had read this article before, when I was doing the research, before I even was thinking of doing this episode, I had scrolled down to the bottom and I'm going to do a screen share for you um, right now so that you can see this. Um, and basically it showed me some comments of people who still in 2020 were just like oh wow i just discovered you know hela cells and you know just now learn of henrietta lacks and they really had no idea so that is again the reason why i want to do this episode and if you're watching this on the screen share you know you'll see some of the comments here of people just a couple who have said like oh wow i did not actually know anything about this woman or that you know her cells are what have pioneered all this um research and made all this possible so i thought that was interesting but here is the place that I was reading up on how they are using the HeLa cells in the um, possible, you know, help for COVID-19 virus that we are facing right now. So basically, I will kind of um, start again right here. It just says that HeLa cells were first used to study the growth and spread of 
poliomyelitis virus, the pathogen that causes polio. This research eventually led scientists to develop a vaccine for polio, yada, yada, yada. Um, oh, sorry, I should have been here. When initially discovered, HeLa cells were the human cell line of choice to the study of viral uh, pathogenesis of polio. Now they are the paving. Now they are paving the way for COVID nineteen research breakthroughs. The groundbreaking study that identified the infectivity of the virus SARS CoV two in humans did so using the cells that were isolated from Henrietta Lacks. Scientists began studying COVID nineteen using HeLa cells, but soon found that the virus did not infect these cells well. This curiosity led the researchers to search for the key to viral entry that was apparently missing on the HeLa cells. Other forms of the coronavirus use a molecule called ACE2 to enter the cells. The ACE2 particles surrounded the surface of some human cells. Maybe the novel coronavirus also enters cells through the same molecule. After engineering HeLa cells to, to display the ACE2, E2 molecule, the authors observed that the novel coronavirus could then enter and infect the cells. And that's shown in figure two. And I'm going to make sure you guys see these figures. So ACE2 acts as the entryway for uh, the SARS-CoV-2 um, particles to recognize and bind. And then after entry, it causes the cells machinery to replicate and spread, causing the novel coronavirus disease, so COVID-19. So using the HeLa cells then, the researchers discovered an important aspect of the SARS-CoV-2 infectivity and thus uh, a viral spread. So um, they kind of put the two figures side by side here. So this is the normal HeLa cells and you see the COVID virus trying to infect and it's like bouncing off. And then, you know, they genetically engineered some things and then these are able to go in and penetrate. So very interesting. So now here's another study. Um, another study used HeLa cells as a tool to uncover the machinery required and process used for invasion of human cells. Researchers have also investigated the stability, the stability of the virus's genomic, yeah, sorry, <laughs> genomic material in HeLa cells by comparing its genomic material with that of many other viruses. The use of HeLa cells in COVID-2 research have provided insights into the molecular mechanics of SARS-CoV-2-19 and the components required for infection. These data are pieces of information that come together to build a greater understanding of the virus, which is essential for developing future treatment. So um, that's how the HeLa cells have even impacted the development of these COVID-19 COVID vaccines, excuse me. And um, that was as of September 4th was when this was published on Harvard's website. So again, that's part of the research that was done beforehand to see, okay, 
you know, they're in there figuring out what's interacting. How do we penetrate this cells? Like, how is it replicating? All of that was made possible by these HeLa cells. So again, guys, like this is absolutely incredible. Now, this is the last couple little bits because this was such a good article. Um, and of course, I would encourage you to go ahead and research this further. I will definitely have this link available as well. So I just want to back up here and share something that is um, important that's also on this um, article on Harvard. So basically it says, have you ever wondered how scientists study human tissue in a lab? They do so with the help of authentic human cells. Normal cells in the body have a finite number of replications, meaning they're only going to repli replicate but so many times. Okay, that's why we like die. Okay. Um, so which limits their lifespan and mortal cancer cells escape this limit and replicate indefinitely, making them ideal for research that requires a constant supply of quickly growing cells. Today, thousands of distinct proliferative human cell cultures called cell lines are used as biospecimens in medical research. The discovery of naturally occurring immortal cells occurred 70 years ago, you know, and then they go into um, talking about Gila again. So um, yeah, there's over 100,000 scientific publications um, regarding these cells and probably even more than that um, at this point. So again, amazing cells from this woman who you know, probably at the time of her death had absolutely no clue. So, um, so yeah, guys, I really hope that this has been a really informative episode for you. You know, I kind of, um, it had been a while since I had done a interesting topic on a person. So I hope that you have found this story interesting. Um, I hope that it will encourage you to do your own research and, you know, understand a little bit more about who Henrietta was and all the research around these cells and how her cells are still to this very day spurring on all kinds of research and still helping humanity today. I mean, this is, her cells are used worldwide, so just incredible. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to How They Did It and Why. Have a great day and we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you.